Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to The Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle, War Report family? It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are here with another morning drop today discussing Athlon Sports, SEC all-transfer list. Which Tigers from the offensive side landed on that list? Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Morning drop right here on the War Report. You got Ike Jones, Mike G in the place to be talking a little Auburn football. It's preview season, man. Everybody's dropping lists. Everybody's talking about what they anticipate for the season, who they think is going to do what. And we're back talking about Athlon Sports. It feels like we're picking on PFF and Athlon Sports. Yeah. But listen, there's... <laughs> Some of the more reputable, non-biased, like all-encompassing uh, organizations that are out there. And so it's they, they put the list out for people. I, if you don't want me to talk about it, then don't put the list out. <laughs> uh, tis the season to be wrong. So uh, that includes us. We'll be at media days here. It feels like sneaking up on us like three weeks. Yeah. Uh, two yeah. weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Three weeks till media days. We're going to be out there voting on who's going to win the SEC. Definitely Vanderbilt. Spoiler alert. We're talking about what everybody's projecting right now, Ike. Everybody right. is projecting somebody to be something. And most of the times, the media is wrong. These random Twitter organizations are wrong. And so it's the offseason. We got to talk about it. Uh, yeah. But we're right here at the War Report more times than not. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it, 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 there's nothing wrong with making predictions. There's nothing wrong with people putting opinions out there. Sometimes sure. I get frustrated by those, not because I'm a fan, but because I can't understand the logic of how they arrived at their opinions. Right. Right. And so some of these things, uh, you know, we're going to get more upset about, not even because, you know, like you will never see me say, I oh, mean, they're sleeping on our linebackers. Right. Like, because I don't know what our linebackers are going to be. So a list that doesn't include them is not going to make me mad. Uh, but, you know, stuff like yesterday, we talked about DJ James. I'm going to get upset when he's not on a list of DBs, especially when you've got other guys who he's clearly had 
productivity that's above theirs. Anyway, I don't want to get back into yesterday. I was upset yesterday. I apologize if I was getting a little too round up. Today, mm. though, we're talking about Athlon Sports and their all-transfer list for the SEC. So which players from Auburn squad made that? Let's get into the list. And these are the folks that made it from the offensive side of the ball, according to Athlon Sports. Yeah. All-transfer team. So uh, they put players out for each position. I think there was a, they only put one quarterback up. It wasn't ours. They put three running backs out there. We got a running back out there and Brian Batie, wide receivers. There were a total. Oh, there only were five. Yeah. And, Zakari Franklin made the list. Yeah. Dominic Lovett, of course, the guy from Missouri that transferred over from, yeah. from um, Missouri to Georgia. Uh, two tight ends on the list. Neither of those are Auburn Tigers. We're definitely going to oh, talk about that. Um, and then there were like six O-linemen or seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven O-linemen. Three of them were from the Tigers. So we have Brian Batee, the wide receiver, Shane Hooks and Jair Shorter at, excuse me, Brian Batee, the running back, Shane Hooks, Jair Shorter, the wide receivers, O-linemen, Avery Jones, Gunnar Britton, and Dylan Wade all made Athlon's SEC all-transfer list for 2023. Thoughts on the list from the Auburn side, and then we'll talk about the ones not on the list that were transfers on the offense. Yeah, side. let's talk about what's not shocking here. Brian Batiste, okay. not shocking at all. Uh, this is a guy that Auburn expects to contribute at a very high level this year. Special teams, uh, you know, they talked about how hard he was to tackle this spring. Just a great pickup at running back that just bolsters that running back room. And based on things that we know were happening, they may need him early the first few, few games. So it's going to be interesting to see how Brian Batiste projects here over the first three games of the season. They've got to go out to Cal, obviously, and they've got two cupcakes uh, sandwiched on either side of Cal. But talking about wide receiver here, I wonder about this wide receiver list and how hmm. it perpetuates an idea about Auburn's wide receiver room that they don't have talent. I mean, listen, there there are a lot of people who feel as if the addition of Shorter and Hooks were your one and two receivers this year. Yeah, listen, and I'm yeah. telling you, that's wrong. I, I'm, I'm putting it out there. That is wrong. Um, and that's based on things I know that are already happening this summer, dude. I mean, that's just a wrong perception. Now, it doesn't mean those guys aren't going to play or have a chance to play. But, you know, I think one of the two will likely start yeah. opposite of Camden Brown. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it, it's 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 a fluid and open competition right now. Oh, for sure. Uh, but yeah. I agree with you. I think it's it, it is. There's a good chance that one of them starts opposite of Camden Brown. But like the one and two, uh, I don't know about all that. Now I know that Hugh Freeze wants to play a lot of receivers. Marcus Davis mm -hmm. uh, definitely is on that page. Uh, but we'll see. The wide receiver list is 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 interesting here for me. Um, and then O line, three straight O linemen. Yeah. Now, what did Hugh Freeze do this offseason? He went out and he got O-linemen. He got help yeah. O-linemen. He got nine of them, right, between the portal and high school. Um, and so they picked up. They they think that all these guys, we now we know our guy Cole Kublik has talked a lot about Dylan Wade. Yeah. Cole is like, Dylan Wade, Dylan Wade, Dylan Wade. I think Cole would adopt Dylan Wade as his son if he could. <laughs> Talked so well about this kid. I can't wait to see him play. Gunnar Britton is a big old kid, man. Come on, dude. This guy is massive. They expect him. And you've talked about Avery Jones quite a bit when we brought up O-line. Yeah. You know, and how he projects on that line. So you're looking at three potential starters here that can't, all came from the transfer portal. 
Yeah, no, I think that there's a good chance that you see at least two of these guys, if not all three of them, um, starting. I expect all three of them to be in the two deep rotation for sure uh, when they announce those first ones coming up uh, post. I don't know when they're going to put the first two mm-hmm. deep out, honestly. Probably Dylan, somewhere during the fall. But. I would go as far as to say is I think Dylan Wade and Avery Jones are almost locks, right? Yeah. Um, and then Gunnar Britton, man, I'm just a super talented guy, dude. I, I look, you got to love this list, man. Auburn's O-line room had nowhere to go but up. So I wonder sometimes when they put these lists together, if they're projecting playing time, right? Because you got to play to be all SEC. So, yeah, they can think you're good, but if they don't think you're going to get on the field, why put them on a list like this, right? Um, I think that they're projecting who they think is going to see the field in Auburn's offense. But T, we know, is going to see the field. Again, I think they're missing the mark a little bit on a wide receiver. These guys have a chance to play and contribute at a high level, but there's going to be a lot under this new system and under a new coach. I I wouldn't be surprised if people see current talent that Auburn had at wide receiver all of a sudden flourishing, and it's a lot deeper than people think. I think his wide receiver room is a lot deeper than people think. Uh, and then, obviously, going back to O line, you know, it's just it was the it was the position group that had the most room for improvement. I'll say that again. I mean, even with the struggles at quarterback and wide receiver, the O line had the most room for improvement. Um, they had a quarterback that was running for their life. Now we know system had a lot to do with 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 some of their struggles on O line, but right. um, you know, after they fixed it, you know, pass protection still wasn't. Super awesome. And if you can't protect your quarterback in this league, you're going to need a dynamic athlete at quarterback to help cover those deficiencies. I think Auburn is trying to go more toward the era of protect our quarterback, give him time to be human back there a little bit instead of having to be superhuman all the time just on basic plates. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Well, we know we have a quarterback that has superhuman capability in, in Robbie Ashford, um, but you have a quarterback that you really, really like in Payne Thorne um, that can do some great things with the football, but he is not a superhuman athlete. And he needs these guys to step up for him and give him protection if he's yeah. going to play effectively. So, you know, all these guys have different strengths. Either way, you want your O-line to block at a high level if you want to be successful in this league. Uh, it's just so hard, man. Uh, you know, you need five-star talent everywhere else to overcome a bad O-line. Yeah, I mean, listen, we 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 understand the the challenges that have come from our offensive line, and luckily we have some good talent coming in. But let's shift gears here and mm-hmm. talk a little bit about the guys not listed on here. Okay. Now, I'm not here to say that anybody's wrong about this. I just want to have the conversation about people, notable contributors that we think will be big time contributors. You already talked about how they put the two wide receivers on there, right? Right. Um, you know, we actually had Caleb Burton come in as well. So him not being on that list shows you kind of where they feel like that's going to fit into this entire thing, I think. However, um, notably, in my opinion, not on here. First and foremost, I think the most notable one is tight end. Is Rivaldo Fairweather like? Yeah. I, I, listen, I don't know much about. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't know much about Caden Prescorn. I think Prescorn, maybe the yeah. old Miss guy that transferred from Memphis. Don't know much about him. Maybe he's amazing, and I'm just like you know whatever. I just happen to think Rivaldo Fairweather is going to be a key contributor for Auburn this season. Um, now, I think he was mentioned in yeah. So other Swatch is are on here. So they have um, Trey Knox from South Carolina and Caden. Priest Corn uh, right. at Ole Miss are the two that are on here from the list. But others to watch, they have uh, this guy, Varkees Gums at Arkansas that came from North. Dang, North Texas just lost their whole team, didn't they? 
Good grief. We got two other guys. This guy's from North Texas transferring. C.J. Dupree going to Alabama from Maryland. Rivaldo Fairweather from Auburn. And then Ryland Goad at Mississippi State coming over from Georgia. Listen, Georgia uh, has some really good tight ends in their room. So if a guy's transferring out of there, uh, I guess it's easy to say that he's going to be talented, but I don't know. But uh, any thoughts about Rivaldo Fairweather not being on here? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I think that it is tough, man, when you look at his tape to leave him off of this. Dude. That guy's an absolute monster. I expect Auburn to feed him the ball. You know, Luke Deal, I think uh, those guys will complement each other real well. But, you know, you're talking about a player that has a chance to dominate the middle of the field. Yeah. Right. For, for follow Fairweather can dominate. Especially the in this system. Though, oh, right? yeah. Like, man. I think Oof. this system is going to be key for that. Yeah. Hugh Freeze and tight ends, man. I'm telling you, like, I think they got their prototypical tight end in, in Rivaldo Fairweather. And I think when you when you we talk about opportunity earlier, I talked about opportunity. I think he's going to have a ton of opportunity. And so I don't know how you put the two wide receivers on here, but then you leave him off. I think he'll actually have more opportunity than those guys to be on the field and actually show himself to be all SEC transfer or whatever, right? Like, so big miss by Athlon on this one. I just think you can't be paying attention and leave Rivaldo Fairweather off this list. So, you know, I mean, if you if you go down it, I mean, this this list kind of has an Auburn flavor to it, right? Like, There's a lot of Auburn people, people on people this are. list, which is why I found it so interesting they picked us to finish dead last in the SEC West in their preview. Yeah, I mean, listen. I, I just, I don't understand how you are saying, oh, they have all— what what this says to me is you thought Auburn was terrible last year and they lost too much talent. So even with this influx of new talent, it's not going to matter in the ultimate, you know, when you when it gets down to the brass tacks of wins and losses, yeah, it looks good on paper, but it's not going to be good enough to win you enough games to not finish dead last in the SEC West. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's twofold, right? Like it's twofold. I you think okay, they ha- Auburn had one of the best transfer portal classes, as rated by every service that rates such things. So you expect them to have a lot on this list because right. of how highly rated that list was. Right. Um, and so, but again, you're rating the portal, and it I mean, it usually means you got a lot of room for improvement. And, yeah. the, you know, the teams that were at the top of that list definitely had a lot to do in terms of replacing things or improving things on their team. So where they picked them to finish was more in anticipation of like, hey, we don't know how all this is going to come together. We know you got to go to portal class, but how are you going to put it together? Right, let's put you at the bottom until we see some kind of proof of concept. And that's the thing that's I think that's that's disingenuous, though, because okay. it's not as if Auburn's the only team that has a lot of stuff to figure out. Yeah, I it's agree. not that. That, you know, listen, I said this yesterday, Mississippi State, or maybe it wasn't yesterday, maybe it was Sunday. Mississippi State's got a first-year head coach. Right, right. So it's they've got a ton to figure out over there. They're replacing not just a head coach, but the offensive coordinator who developed the system that they've been running for the fast past few years. I get they have the continuity at quarter. Anyway, I don't want to get back into that because we I had this whole rant about this Sunday. I've been ranting a lot. I want to focus on the players that did or didn't make this list. You got, If you want to know my thoughts on what I feel mm-hmm. about where we're picked to finish, go back and listen to Sunday's show and hear my thoughts yesterday right. about DJ James. But anyway, Rivaldo Fairweather, obvious omission there. They did say a player to watch, so they, it's not as if they forgot that he existed. But the other thing that I thought, 
interesting. I don't. It, it, I think it's interesting just because this guy was rumored to be interested in coming to Auburn. It didn't work out initially. He ends up at Kentucky, and Devin Leary is the quarterback that they have picked here as their all transfer list player for the SEC. Now again. Others to watch, Peyton Thorne, and then Graham Mertz. I whatever. Yeah, I right. mean, yeah, he's a transfer quarterback, but come on, let's be serious. They did not say Spencer Sanders, which not shocking there to Ole Miss because it doesn't look like he's even gonna be starting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just wonder Devin Leary versus Peyton Thorne, right? Did Auburn get the better court? Now, I don't know the answer to this, but let's just put the question out there. Did Auburn get the better quarterback of the two? It's it's okay if the, if it's a TBD. Is it? I, I think it's TBD a TBD. Determined. I think it's a TBD. I think it's a TBD right now. Um, I like Peyton Thorne. There's a lot of things to love about Peyton Thorne. Uh, there is, um, but TBD. <laughs> That's where I got to leave that one. Right? Yeah. TBD, right? Like, there's a lot of things to love about Peyton Thorne. So, so we'll see. We'll see about we'll see about that. Um, yeah, I just oh, man. Oof, well, you sent my mind into a tailspin with that one. <laughs> Listen, it, it, it's it's the tis the season to go in here and and make a bunch of predictions that you'll go back and have to apologize for later. For sure. Now, um, the only other thing that I want to mention from this list before we get over into the comments section is that notably we have two Auburn Tigers listed on here. But you know what I thought was interesting of a guy that was not on this list from the wide receiver room, Ra Ra Thomas. The kid from Mississippi State that transferred to Georgia yeah. is not listed as one of their top impact players. Uh-huh. Georgia's receiving room isn't that great. Ra Ra Thomas was one of the best receivers on Mississippi State's team yeah, last that's year. that's true. And he transfers to, I mean, I, I guess maybe they're saying his impact isn't going to be as high because maybe Georgia's not going to throw it around the yard a bunch. Like, yeah. I just, I don't know why you don't put Ra Ra Thomas on this list. To me, that. He's the first name that would pop in my head. Yeah. Dominique Lovett is another one. I they got him on there, but uh it's just interesting that I, that he's not listed. Yeah. Um I it's, <laughs> they made such a big deal about Rara Thomas too. Like it Listen, was, man, I we mean, made was, a big deal. Like we yeah. were trying to get him heavily um at the time when he was looking to transfer. But did make the list. So again, it doesn't mean to me it's not a negative on Rara Thomas because I think that this list is kind of all based anyway. But like, uh, especially at wide receiver, I think that they are. I don't know. <laughs> They've got some work to do over there at Athlon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got some work to do over there at Athlon. So good point about Rara Thomas, man. Rara is definitely talented. Um, and I think he has a chance, but like you said, when you put these types of lists together, there's talent and then there's how that talent projects in the system and the team that they're going to. And I think that sometimes you get a mix of the two and then you come out with lists like this, right? Because they're unable to separate biases of teams from the player's talent, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. So you have a super talented player that's going to a team where you don't feel like a team is going to do much. And then you subconsciously downgrade that player in your mind because you kept have much respect for that team or that coach or what they may be doing this season. I think that happens a lot when these lists get put together. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, 
Become a member and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Let's get back into the comments section and see what's got you guys up yeah. in arms today besides Mike G's shirt, because for some reason that is like the first 30 yeah. comments here it's are weird. all about the color of the shirt. Um, but we'll talk about things that are on topic. And Haley jumps in and says, at least we didn't get completely snubbed on this list. Listen, man, we brought in too many transfers. How are you going to snub Auburn completely when we brought in all these guys? You got to put somebody up there from Auburn. They'd right. be complete fools to not have any Auburn Tigers on that list. That's facts, right? Like that's facts. Um, they've got to put some Auburn Tigers on there. It's, it was. Um, I think Hugh did a great job in the portal. And he's done a great job in recruiting, and the portal is part of recruiting now. So you know, the list is kind of an acknowledgement of that job. I think that he did. Yeah, he absolutely did a phenomenal job of getting. Fresh blood, new talent in here. Um, and to people's points, uh, you know, who make these lists, we don't know how it's all going to come together. I just find it difficult to believe that your ta- if talent, if it's Jimmy's and Joe's, right? If it's truly about the Jimmy's and Joe's and Auburn eked out five wins last year, you can't mm-hmm. tell me that the talent got better and our record isn't going to reflect that. So right. I just find it hard to believe that whatever they anticipate the improvement in that talent in does doesn't also include one to two additional wins for the team. And if you're telling me we win two more games at seven and we're at the bottom of the SEC West, the SEC West was ridiculous this year. So we'll see. John Brandon jumps in and says, Mike, uh, I don't want to talk about Mike G's color choices. Um, But yes, uh, he is wearing. uh, That's a lot of different things there. Like uh, Bama and Arky, are those really the same things? Yeah. Listen, you have, you have Under Armour to thank for this. Right, because they don't make stuff. They don't make good stuff. I can't wait until we switch from Under Armour, man. Because Nike <laughs> will make lots of orange shirts. <laughs> go in the store, go into Dick's Sporting Goods and try to find something orange. Like it's hard. Daniel Moultrie jumps in again. Fashion conversations. We'll leave that mm-hmm. for another live. Uh, imagine this starting O in 2025: Walker yep. White, Jeremiah Cobb, yep. Harry Thompson, Cam Coleman, Ryan Williams, and Martavius Collins. It does Very sound like a lot of COVID, man. What? Oh, that could be that could be ridiculous. That could be Daniel ridiculous. Moultrie's already jumping two years ahead and imagining starting lineups. That is that is going to be the pivotal season for Hugh Free. So I don't mind him doing that at all. Like, you know, by that time, we're going to be talking about whether he's on the hot seat or whether he's got the program headed the right direction. Hey, listen, he's having a contract by yeah. that point in time. So that's right. Uh, Daniel does jump back in and talk about this list and says Fairweather is going to be a beast this year. Can't deny it. To agree, can't deny it. I think he's going to have all the opportunity to be a beast as well, too. And I think that that's important because you can have a player, but I think Auburn has a system that is going to prioritize Fairweather. Yeah, I think it's going to be a thing where um, he is going to figure out how to uh, coach Freeze and Coach Montgomery. That is how to make sure that. 
um, we have, like you said, the middle of the field is going to be crucial what Rivaldo Fairweather is going to do because I think we're going to play a lot of quick game on the outside. Right. I think they're going to just you know throw quick you know slants, quick uh, stop and go routes, whatever stop routes on the outside or what they call now routes with my guy mm-hmm. uh, Scotty. If you watched our film breakdown that we did together on, I think it was shorter that we looked at. Um, no, it wasn't shorter. It was uh, hooks that we looked at. It the now routes that they run in uh, a lot of those RPO systems. I think we're going to get a lot of quick game out of this system, which means that you're going to be stretching the DBs horizontally so that you have the opportunity to hit those same routes to your tight end um, when those safeties come crashing down. So it's going to be interesting to see how Rivaldo Fairweather fits. He moves a lot faster than the people assume at his size. So I think he's going to catch some safeties and some linebackers by surprise. Right. Another Daniel Moultrie one says 100% agree. IQ never even offered Leary to my knowledge, correct? I don't think Devin Leary ever made it to campus. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that there was an offer ever extended to him because he was pretty dead set on, you know, well, actually, I don't remember. I don't remember how that all that went down now because there were two res- uh, guys we were looking at and one of them never came to campus. I think Leary was the one that actually came. So, yeah, I, but I still don't think he got offered. So I don't remember how that whole official visit situation went down at this point in time. But, right. yeah. Um, doesn't I don't think that there was an ever an actual offer, but we were interested. It just didn't seem to work out uh, once they had an opportunity to talk about it. Uh, the Walker Show jumps in and says, "Ike, looking at these lists like he smells bad cheese." Um, I'm just evaluating, man. Yeah. Listen, I look at the lists and then I determine yeah. whether or not I think the list makes any sense. Yeah. I don't have to. Ag- Here's the thing: I don't have to agree with your list as long as I can see your logic. Yeah, for sure. If I can see your logic, then I'm fine with your list. I, I can disagree. I only start to get upset at the list when I'm just like, okay, now this list doesn't make any sense. Yeah, for sure. When I start putting the pieces together and looking at all the stuff and I'm just like, you know what? I I don't know how y'all came up with this. Where where What was the thought process that had you arrive here? Mm. So when the logic falls apart, that's when my ire gets raised. Um, so There's a lot of logic that gets missed when these things get put together as well, too, right? Like, like I said, you know, people are trying to balance projection with personal biases against teams and coaches and systems, right? Like, so um, it's inevitable that you're going to get some some eye-raising moments when you look at a list like this. Yeah, it definitely happens. Uh, Ronnie Stinson, this is a name I don't see in the comment section often. Hey, Ronnie. Horn fits Hughes' system. I have to agree with you, Ronnie. You said it. He's got a type, right? Yeah, he absolutely has a type. Listen, you can't ignore every quarterback that Hugh Freeze has brought in since he got to campus has had pretty much the same kind of build, the same kind of style. He has a specific type of quarterback that he wants to run his offense. And it looks like a guy who sits in the pocket, analyzes defense as well, makes quick decisions, and has a strong arm. Like, it's very prototypical quarterback, even though he's running a system that's not prototypical, right? Like, you know what? You know who would probably be awesome in this uh, Hugh Free system? Your guy at Mississippi State. What's his name? The quarterback at Mississippi State. Oh, Will Rogers. <laughs> Will Rogers would be amazing in a Hugh Freeze offense. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. I don't know. Because I don't he's know the if type like of quarterback that Hugh times a game, but yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have to throw it that many times, but he's, he's decisive yeah, and he's sure. accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll pull the trigger quickly. 
Hey, super he, accurate. Yep. Analyzing the defenses and accuracy. That's what Hugh Freeze wants to be able to do on a consistent basis. The running portion of that is so optional. He doesn't need it for his system to work. It's one of those things where if you can run, then it's a bonus. But that's not what that's going to be based upon. But he will design things around the ability of that quarterback to be able to do that. We've seen him do it. Um, same thing with Philip Montgomery. Not required for the system, but definitely a plus if you can have the quarterback that has that dynamic to him. But first and foremost, it's the ability to analyze and be accurate. If you can do those things, make the right decisions, then make the right throw, then you can play quarterback in this system. Even if you're not you know, what people would call an NFL caliber quarterback or anything like that. That's right. not necessary to run the system well, not in college at least. Yeah, true. So it is what it is. Um, Miller Howes asks a very important question that has nothing to do with this topic, but I love it because it gives me an opportunity to talk about this. How do I get an upgraded orange Warapur logo next to my name? Well, Miller, you've done the first thing, which is you're a member Right. You yeah. joined the Warpoor family, whether that was somebody gifted it to you mm -hmm. or you decided to make the plunge. How you get the upgraded thing is longevity. So the longer that you are a member, the little icon next to your name changes to different things. So as you uh, are a member for a longer period of time, you get an upgraded icon. It's not something that we gift to you in that way. You earn that for staying on board. So that's how you have to do that, Miller. But we appreciate you making the decision to join right now. Any final thoughts, Mike G, before we get out of here about Athlon's all-SEC transfer list? So these are the best of the best in the conference that transferred into a new team this offseason. I, I, listen, we'll see how many of these guys get asked about at media days. Yeah. Right? And we'll see if any of these guys, uh, well, I doubt like transfers will be going to media days uh, depending on the situation. But, um, you know, it's a good, a good starting point. I think we're going to be there asking questions. Can't stress enough. If you're not a patron, you definitely want to become a patron before media days. We've got a lot of great content that's going to be coming out that week. That's July the 17th through the 24th. Uh, you don't want to miss it. Uh, yeah, I just think uh, we'll see if the coaches validate some of this thinking or if, you know, some of the guys that you're talking about uh, get looked over. We'll see. It's going to be very interesting to see. Definitely going to be interesting to see. We will keep you abreast of everything that we know going into Media Days. And, of course, we'll have some great coverage for you at uh, SEC Media Days coming up here in a couple of weeks. Until then, and as always, War Eagle. War Eagle. Peace. Drive.